Hey everybody, thanks for joining again today. Today we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. The great day has arrived, the day which the whole plan of Jesus had pointed to. His death, his burial, his resurrection, they wouldn't mean anything if the word didn't spread throughout the country at that time, throughout the world today. And here was the day upon which the first gospel sermon would be preached. The day of Pentecost, known to the Jews as the Festival of Weeks. Day number 50. That's interesting in itself because the 50th day would fall on what day? A Sunday, the first day of the week. But before we get to the actual sermon of Peter, I want us uh, to look at what happens before that. So let's start by reading uh, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Well, we need to first go back to a couple other verses to show that this is the promise that was made to them. Back in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, Jesus said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are are endued with power from on high. Then in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he says, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Here was the promise being fulfilled. The Holy Spirit is coming upon them. It comes upon them suddenly. It fills the whole house where they're sitting. He sits upon each one of them as if uh, tongues of fire and they are filled with the Spirit. This is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. One of only two occurrences of the actual baptism of the Holy Spirit, the other occurring in Acts chapter 10 to Cornelius and his family. Well, what is the sign that they have this baptism? They're filled with the Spirit and they start to speak in tongues. Now, what are these tongues? So many today say these tongues are just ecstatic utterances that no one can understand, including themselves, that only God can understand. But if you do a study on tongues throughout the scriptures, you're going to find that the majority of the time, if not all the time, it simply means languages. And so here in Acts chapter 2, when they hear these things, these tongues speaking, they are speaking in a language. Well, How do I know that? How can I prove that? I believe, yeah, I can. And I believe the very next verses, verses 5 through 13, show that that's exactly what's happening here on the day of Pentecost. So let's read those verses. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men, from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and they were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, 
Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and Gentiles, Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. They were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Remember, it goes back to this is the point where the word of God is going to start being spread by gospel preaching. And so they all needed to hear this in their own languages. When the sound occurred, the people were confused. Well, there you go. That had to be a static utterance of some kind because people were confused about it. No, that's not it at all. Let me suggest for us if we were to put ourselves in that position. Let's say we speak English only. We end up in a crowd of 12 different men speaking 12 different languages all at the same time. Wouldn't it be confusing until we were able to focus in on our specific language that we understood? Well, that's what's happening here. That's the confusion. But it's important to understand and remember, these tongues were not ecstatic utterances. They were languages. That's defined right here. In this section, I'm not telling you anything the Bible doesn't say. The Bible says they were heard in their own language. How could it happen? How could it happen? Well, at the end of the, towards the end of this, some said that these men are drunk. But that wasn't what was happening at all, was it? Verse 11 tells us it happened because God wanted them to hear the wonderful works that he had been doing. God is not the author of confusion. And he definitely got their attention this day. What would he have to do to get your attention and my attention? Thanks for being here. Next time we'll pick up with the sermon of Peter on the day of Pentecost.